Today's daf is Mesachem Bracho, daf Membet. The Mishnah teaches a series of halachos that when you make a hagafen on wine, you don't have to make a bracha on any other liquids that you, beverages that you drink during the meal. That would be soda, coffee, water, etc. Similar rules stated by the bracha on bread that exempts meal foods from additional blessings. So how does this work? What's the mechanism? So one way to look at this is that the bracha itself is what exempts the, food, the other foods or other beverages from the requirement to make a new bracha. By a hagafen, many explain this as a concept of ikr and tafel. What this means is that all beverages after wine are secondary to wine. So there's an important question for those who make hagafen on grape juice. Can this cover coffee, for example? So if it's about the bracha, so that works for grape juice. But if it's about yayin, <coughs> maybe a person would require a new bracha. So the shevet alevi passing this way. Vosner. And this is, idea is reflected in the Psaq of Rabbi Kiva Eger on Shulchan Aruch. Rabbi Kiva Eger brings there from the Bate Kahuna that if a person benches or makes Abdallah on grape juice, benching with the with a kos of, of, of grape juice, and then makes a brach at the end, you have to make a separate shahakul. Let's say I wanted to have a coffee after that, you'd have to actually make a separate bracha on a coffee. So the wine only works to, to exempt if it's wine. Additionally, the Chai Adam says you have to even have a kvius of the wine and not just a little bit, it has to be drinking the wine. Chaim Kanievsky, on the other hand, paskins that hagafen is a gafen, it goes by the bracha, therefore grape juice, make a bracha on grape juice, you drink grape juice, that would cover the other beverages that you have. It's true that wine gives the beverage its own chashivas, its own importance, that generated an independent bracha. Chazal gave this bracha, Chazal gave this Blessing is an umbrella bracha. This idea is developed in the Levush. Therefore, Chaim Kenyasi's opinion seems to have more weight. <coughs> Same question can be asked. We say Hamotzi exempts. Is it the bracha? Or because everything is tafel, everything is secondary to the bread. So it seems to be the latter because foods that we have at a meal, unrelated to the meal, would require a bracha. Let's say, for example, a person wants to eat a piece of chocolate during a meal, then you'd have to make a new bracha. Dessert, of course, is different because it's not coming it's not coming because of the meal. It's mainly as a delicacy for taste. So this would be a proof that it's the bread and not the bracha that causes the exemption. But what if you don't have a kizai, it's a bread? What if you don't have enough bread and then eat a whole meal? Does that exempt one from making new bracha? So the Magen Abraham discusses this and says, even if a person doesn't want to eat bread or less than a kizai, which you still have to wash for if you're eating too little, the Magen Avram has a suffix, and the Primaganim says this suffix, this doubt the Magen Avram brings up is this very question about whether we go with the blessing itself or of the Hamotzi or the bread is what causes the exemptions. The problem is that we run into this at so many meals that we have. Unless a person is eating a sandwich or falafel or shawarma where you have the bread as, as part of the meal, when do we actually have bread that's, that's really the ikr? That bread is the, even on Shabbos, how much challah? Some people like challah, but how much challah is a person eating? It's very hard to find this as a, as a, as a, as a common. So the Aruch HaShulchan, the Yagos Moshe, understood the Magen Avram this way exactly. It would mean that we're in, a, we're in a strange situation. Every time we sit down to eat, if the bread exempts, do we have to make new brachas? So the Mishabur learns the Magen Avram is a case where you don't want to be you don't want to be busy with brachot. So that's why you wash your bed. So therefore, our dinners are not really a question according to this. And the bread exempts. So in all likelihood, that's really what was going on for much of history in Europe. Meat was expensive and they filled up on bread, which took a more central role. But today, people are cutting bread and people don't eat, people don't eat as much bread. And bread really only plays a central role, essentially, on Shabbos. 
So what's the approach? So number one, as long as you have kavanati bread, it exempts. And secondly, we have the Yigris Moshe, our Cheshuch, and the Rav Moshe writes, they argue in the Magen of Ram, Rav Moshe writes in Chelek Dalad, or Chaim Chelek Dalad, he brings this question, he says, if you eat less than a gazayis of bread, it's like you didn't wash, no benching, and you make a bracha on your foods at the table. But if you ate a gazayis, even though your majority satiation in the meal is not from the bread, but rather from the meat and fish, that's secondary to the bread. So the Torah said, bread is the main thing, the suda, it doesn't matter how you got full, you bench after gazayis, make sure you should have a gazayis, to, to make sure that you had enough to be, to be able to start the situation. But the goal is that bread is the main thing. You have a little bit that will enable you to be able to count that, to exempt it from the other foods. Have a good Shabbos and Shabbat Shalom.